Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, guys. So we just want to let you all know that we're we're gonna there's gonna be a change in the schedule coming up starting in November with two old queens. Gird your loins. Gird your loins. So what's gonna happen is we're gonna be changing the schedule to being one episode a week, going back and forth between the regular feed and the Patreon. And all episodes will now come out on Wednesday. Free feed and Patreon episodes. Yeah. So if you already subscribe to the Patreon, thank you. We love and appreciate love you. you. Thank you. So wonderful to have your support through all of this. So then all that's going to change is episodes are now going to be on Wednesday and they're going to be every other week. And if you're listening, if you are only listen to the regular feed, all that's going to change is that you're going to go from being an episode every week to an episode every other week. But if you do want to join, we have a new tier of our Patreon. Yes. Starting in November, there's going to be a brand new, just $1 a month tier. And if you're on that tier, on those weeks where we get a Patreon episode, you won't get the full episode, but you will get a brief shiny diamond that is one of Mark's camp lists, whatever that camp list is for that week. So you get that a little bit of a taste. Too. Yes. You'll you'll have no context for any of these camp lists, but maybe you'll still enjoy them. We can only hope. But that's it. We hope you will weather. We just want to open up our own schedules a bit. Give things us some breathing to, room. Things have been tough schedule wise. So this is sort of like what we can manage right now. We still want to do the, the show. We don't want to stop doing it. We still want to be there. And so... Hopefully you will continue on this journey with us. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And if you do want to sign up for the Patreon, you go to patreon.com slash two old queens. Great. That's it. So enjoy the episode. Bye. We love you. Bye. One is Mark and John's a co-host. They're alive. They are not ghosts. It's five cold screams. It's five cold screams. Nightmare, not a dream. Five cold screams. It's five cold screams. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to 
Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am very excited and a little scared about our oh. guest this week. Please let everyone know who's joining us. <laughs> They're a writer who's worked on Wrecked, Comedy, Bang Bang, and Bless the Hearts. It's Lauren McGuire. Yay. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. <laughs> Gives me something to do on a Sunday morning. <laughs> That's oh, all we hope to provide. Really letting people, people a glimpse, a glimpse behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lauren, I have gone to many a horror activity with you. Do you consider yourself a horror junkie? I don't know if I would say I go so far as to say junkie. I do love it, but I'm not like I'm not going to conventions and stuff. I'm not like so serious about it, but I do love I love a thrill. <laughs> yeah, I love a thrill of things. any kind. Mm-hmm. So you do you not? Would you wear a T-shirt with like a horror icon on it, like a Freddy or a um, a Babadook? I don't have any. If you would want to you give though? me one, I will. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> sure, yeah, I would absolutely wear a Babadook shirt. I think yes. we need to go to a horror convention. I think horror conventions are actually a lot of fun. They're I just mostly they selling fun. T-shirts. I'm not sure. against it. I I um, just, just haven't made the it. time right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your schedule's been packed <laughs> do you remember like the first like scary movie that like you were ever into well it was um it was <laughs> this is technically a horror uh mm-hmm. Ernest scared stupid <laughs> oh okay yeah <laughs> loved Ernest scared stupid and was equally I was like genuinely terrified by it Really? I've never that seen that film. What was uh, oh, what happens I mean, in it? Shit, should we have done should we have done Ernest Scared Stupid? <laughs> maybe next year. Um, next year. <laughs> but I don't know, schedule it now. Yeah, no, I love I I love all the Ernest movies. And so by default, I got to see the Ernest Scared Stupid movie in it. It was like that was the first time I was ever like, oh, ooh, this is thrilling because it's a little scary. <laughs> is it like actual scary, like actual ghosts, or do you find out like, oh, the guy who owns like the bus like depot a is behind episode? It. Yeah. It's a little Scooby Doo, but it's um, it's got some good practical effects. It's got oh. some like monsters and little and like like gro- like scary forests. And there's a th- and like chill. It's uh like something's gonna happen to children. Oh, okay. <laughs> like the plot of the movie is that Ernest has to stop something from happening, something bad happening to children. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds incredible. It is, but that, I think that's what made me like horror comedies. Do you prefer a horror comedy to like a straight up like like a Hellraiser where like, oh, fuck, this is intense and people's souls are being torn apart? Mm, what, what I don't like are um, like Saw movies, like just gore. I thought oh, yeah. for a long time I didn't like horror movies because I don't like those. But right. then I learned there's a wide breadth in, in, in the genre. So, Absolutely. Um, so I guess I like I like ones that are intentionally comedic, like Dale versus uh, Dale and Tucker versus Evil, or Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh, Tucker and Dale, yeah. Uh, but I also like ones that are like can't be bad funny. Your Chucky's, sure. your uh, a malignant ones that involve clowns, a malignant, <laughs> absolutely, which we saw together. Yes, we did. We all had a great time mm-hmm. when we saw Gabriel's little arms. Oh boy, oh boy! <laughs> I did feel like there was a moment in this movie that compared to that, that made me laugh so hard. (laughs) I want to know if you can guess what it is. (laughs) Well, I, I would only guess maybe possibly Elvira using her boobs to bust open a gate. (laughs) No, it is not that that was good. But it was the reveal of baby Elvira. Yes. Oh, yes. All right. 
my I was watching with my girlfriend. We she had to pause it because I was crying laughing it's incredible. at a baby it's in full great. makeup. Well, I think we might as well get into it. Today, we're talking about Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, in our fourth episode of two, Five Cold Screams. John, what's the deal with Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? Mark, let me tell you the deal with Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. It was directed by James Signorelli with a screenplay by Cassandra Peterson, John Paragon, and Sam Egan. Eccentric horror hostess Elvira inherits a poodle, a black magic cookbook, and an old house that's nestled in the heart of an overly prudish New England community. It stars Cassandra Peterson as Elvira, also W. Morgan Shepard, Daniel Green, Jeff Conaway, Susan Kellerman, and Edie McClurg. It was released on September 30th, 1988, and made five and a half million off a budget of seven and a half million. But Peterson has stated that the distribution company for the film went out of business literally the day before release, causing the number of theaters showing the film to drop from 2,500 to roughly 500, which resulted in the low box office. It got mixed reviews. Richard Harrington of the Washington Post said, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark is stupid fun, a distaff gothic version of Pee Wee's Playhouse. But Karen James in the New York Times wrote, there are only a couple of fresh and funny moments. And the film received a Razzie Award nomination for Cassandra Peterson as Worst Actress of 1989, but she lost to Liza Minnelli, who won for both Arthur Two on the Rocks and Rent-A-Cop. <laughs> and that is the deal with Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Wow. So Lauren, we asked you to pick a movie, uh, pick a horror movie. Why Elvira, mm -hmm. Mistress of the Dark? I have never seen it. Oh, and okay. I was curious about it because she is in the zeitgeist, um, hot lesbian news. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. We got a sandal alert. Sandal alert. That's right. She um, she came out as having a girlfriend for the last 19 years. Yes. They're, wow. They met at a gym. Her girlfriend is delightful. I saw that she has a couple photo of them out now. They're so cute. It was very exciting. My girlfriend texted me immediately. I think it made its way down the lesbian chain very quickly. <laughs> and bisexual. Mm -hmm. Sure. sure. <laughs> All inclusive here. The plus, yeah. I was talking to a friend at work. It's like, imagine sitting on the fact that you were Elvira's girlfriend for 19 years. Just like not mentioning that right. to anybody. The, I would like, the want state to secret, scream it right? from the rooftop. <laughs> Look at my girlfriend. Look at how she can... Shake her titties around to make tassels turn. Thank you. <laughs> so, what did you make of the movie? Um, I mean, I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you were not disappointed. <laughs> I was not disappointed. It was really, really fun. Very, extremely campy, extremely gay, despite it being made for the straight male gaze, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> totally, um, yeah. But, but still managed to be incredibly incredibly gay i took my girlfriend and i were taking a list we made a list of every smart moment in the movie that we thought was gay and it is two pages long <laughs> oh my god <laughs> can't wait to All hear right. it <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like a, a fan was born yes I'm now, fan. A... I, I'm now fan and i have um uh got like done a a bigger dive on Elvira because nice. this mm -hmm. movie came out in 88. So I was uh, too young to, to taken appreciate it, it or, and sure. like I knew of her, but I didn't know really, I, I wasn't old enough to be a fan. Right. Gotcha. Uh, John, what did you think of Elvira mistress of the dark your first time? This was my first time. I had not seen it either. I was 
actually planning on watching it because as uh, Lauren said, she wasn't, uh, you know, Elvira was in the zeitgeist. So I was like, oh, I think I'm going to watch this. And I was so happy that someone brought it in. So I was like, oh, two birds with one stone. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I also like sort of was aware. I mean, like I knew who Elvira was. I couldn't say that like I knew a lot of her um, work. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was fun. It was sort of like a, it was definitely like it felt like a Saturday Night Live movie or like a Pee Wee's Playhouse mm -hmm. where it's like, here's a sketch character. We're going to give them a whole movie. Uh, I think it's strains a little bit. And also like when they got to using magic, like I would say two thirds into the movie, I was like, oh, I wish this happened sooner. The magic sure. stuff. But it was yeah, definitely fun and campy. And, uh, you know, anytime uh, Kaniki from Greece shows up, I'm always very happy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so how about you, Mark? What do you bring into Elvira? Mr. Uh, I had seen it, I think maybe for like the second time a couple two years ago, maybe or even a year ago. And I still think it's a lot of fun. It's a big hoot. It's also I was thinking this time, like what's the, it's so I think I could think of one other movie maybe where like the lead crazy character is a woman. Like I was thinking, well, there's like Superstar right. is like the, you know, the Molly right. Shannon movie. But then like, what are the other like, it's Pat maybe? It's like, this is really stretching. Sure. Like, yeah. I was, I couldn't think of like what, there's so few movies where like women get to be the crazy weird ones. And it's so refreshing. I think yeah. House and Bunny is sort of, only... is one of those too. House oh, yeah, Bunny is, yeah. yeah. She's also not the only crazy weird woman in it, which is Absolutely great. Absolutely not. No, Chastity Pariah. I don't think there's a single normal woman in this movie. Agreed, yes. <laughs> and thank God, right? It's better for it, absolutely. I did read her memoir, which just came out. Uh, it took okay. me a whole two days to read it. It's a very good read. Brag. She doesn't become Elvira until like two thirds of the book is like done. So like oh. she's got a lot of like she was a showgirl, a Las Vegas showgirl, right. which makes sense uh, when you watch the movie. Like she knows yes. exactly how to, to move her body and, and then the tassel right. twirling at the end. Like you really see that training uh, come through. <laughs> you can't fake that. She, training. I think Elvira was a character she came up with. She workshops in the groundlings. Yeah, I think that's true, because also so many of the actors in this movie are from the groundlings. Mm. I think That's it was a blind. The, uh, I'm sorry to uh, Elvira explain to you, but oh, I just read the book. There was a they were trying to revamp Vampira, this like local L.A. TV station, which was the host of the oh, old, like bad movies. And like, hey, we need someone to be like Vampira. But then the woman who was Vampira, who's this 80 year old woman now <laughs> at the last minute, refused to let them use her name. So like, oh, we need a new name for this character. And then they said uh, then they picked Elvira. <laughs> Took the vamp off of it. So right. does the look, I don't know what Vampira looks like. Does it look very Morticia much? Adams? It's all like okay. the same. Bigger like eyebrows, like like mm -hmm. more stark eyebrows is the main difference. And the does giant, not giant hair. beehive. Hair is yeah. not as oh, tall, she does have yeah. That. Well, Lauren, as you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest movies ever. So we have a complex mm -hmm. and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're going to go through a ton of categories. Now, at one point, you are going to come up with a category and it will be added, added to, to the, the wheel. wheel. What does that mean? Uh -oh. You don't need to know. Don't worry about it. It'll make sense by the time we get to it. Uh, but since this month we're doing horror movies, this is our current top five horror movies. This is the, the inter ranked in terms of gayness. With a 72.32% in fifth place, the gayest horror movie is Society. In fourth, with an 84.20%, The Craft. 
in third with an 85.19%. The Lost Boys in second with an 89.81%. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. And the current gayest horror movie is with a 92.99%, The Bride of Frankenstein. Hmm, okay. So if, so if you had to guess right now, how well, where do you think Elvira will land? Uh, maybe top number one. Really? Oh, okay. I, I, well, maybe somewhere. I think it's competing with Rocky Horror. Interesting. Okay. There's no, although there is no actual gay kissing or gay <laughs> sex, it is just, it's so campy that I feel like it, it can't not be on the top of this list. Is camp enough to carry it through? We will see. We will <laughs> we'll see. see. Okay. We'll see. Exciting. We'll see. All right, so the first group of categories are the canon categories. So for these, we're each going to give the score between zero and 100, then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. So, Lauren, in the first category, how would you score Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, on a scale of zero to 100 in actual gay characters? Oh, okay. Mm, wow, you're okay. devastated well, Elvira, already. <laughs> Elvira, <laughs> Elvira is, is gay in real life, but her character is not. But I will I say, say Cassandra she, Peterson is gay in real yes. life. So, yes, yes. Um, uh, but she does have sort of like a little sexy cat fight with Patty where Patty's top gets ripped off. So I do think that we have to consider. You think okay. only um, a gay woman would attack another woman? Is that what you're right. saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, there are, there's a bunch of horny teen boys in this movie right. and they try to yes. take a photo they try to yes. sneak into elvira's window to take a nude sexy photo of her yes. and they get it and yes. it's only one photo and i have to assume it's for them to jack off together i would assume. together yeah oh but you're saying yeah. together and the togetherness makes it a little gay yeah i think they're not they're not getting several copies of the picture and, and handing them out it's a polaroid it's a polaroid it's oh a polaroid. right right, right. with that true. technology didn't exist we didn't exist it didn't <laughs> couldn't scan things <laughs> there's also what do we think about well the, first of all you have the dancers at the end in the end this big fabulous sure. yes. musical number at the end mm -hmm. uh john's always saying a chorus boy 75 percent of them are gay that is john uh that'll be on his tombstone <laughs> that is in fact i've never heard that statement before <laughs> but thanks for gaslighting me go ahead <laughs> uh there's also great uncle vincent which i thought oh yeah not definitely straight is bored i mean he might be he's just a, in he's love an with older power. bachelor He's an older yeah. bachelor. He loves he loves robes. Yes, <laughs> jewelry. <laughs> he wants a cookbook, a pageantry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was written. They were. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be Vincent Price, but he unfortunately backed out. Mm. I think also her. I think her manager Manny seemed kind of gay to me. He did. He just There's seemed like typical. Like I'm a Hollywood manager. What are we gonna do here, Elvira? But <laughs> yes, but gay is what I thought. I sounded super straight, you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I thought we would get a little bit more uh, gay action during the picnic orgy scene. Thank um, you. That was I an missed opportunity. And I rewatched it and there's no, there's no girl on girl, guy on guy. No, that's really. a so too taboo. I can't, yeah, so I can't say any of those characters are gay. But um, with Vincent, I, th I I'm I'm in total agreement. I think Vince it could be, but there's no one for sure we know. Like right. oh that's or even coded necessarily as we're meant to think they're gay. There's mm -hmm. no one like that in the movie. I was we can infer a lot, but there's sure. no mm -hmm. one for sure that where the that movie wanted to make a point. 
But all you could say like ambiguous. Yes. So what would you give? What do you want to give this then in actual gay characters? Zero I would give it a, a 50 because it's ambiguous. So it's a little bit half and half. Who knows? All right, you know, all anyone right. could be. Sure. I'm going to give it a 38. 38. Um, yeah, I'll give it a, a disappointed 25. <laughs> Giving it an average of 50, which is, hey, twice what the craft got. And that had a coven of witches. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next category. I think we're going to make up some points here. Gay icons. How would you rate Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and gay icons? Well, I mean, we have Elvira. We've got Elvira. And as I, I learned in her book, when I recently read it over two days. Okay, um, we've heard it. All her right, middle name is gay. Oh. <laughs> extra points, extra I, points for that. I think you got to give extra you points. Give extra for points that. for that. I think you got to give some points for Edie McClure. Absolutely. Yes. Destroys agreed. everything she's in. <laughs> oh, her outfits in this, her her makeup, everything, beautiful. Perfect. So that's two gay icons. That's two. and one of them's a really really big one. Yeah, huge. I think also there's a lot of like John Paragon who is one of the writers of it, and he's just the gas station attendant. He's Jombie in Pee Wee's Playhouse. This is true. There's something very oh fun and iconic God. about that. Oh, wow. And also for me, Jeff Conaway, who was Kanicki in Greece, the movie. Always again, always excited to see him. So there's something. See, I that. always picture him uh, taxi. When I first see him, sure. I always think taxi. And there's nothing less gay to me than the show taxi. Fair enough. Well, you got to take away points from taxi. You got to, But you <laughs> got to give him back for Grease Lightning for that number. I've never seen it. Well, there you go. Yeah, but I think Elvira, has anyone ever done Elvira on like Drag Race Snatch Game? I was trying to think that. Because all you have to do is have one-liners. Right. And like the, yeah. the, the look and the makeup are pretty easy to capture. Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't just, think anybody has. Seems like a softball. Mm-hmm. Easy for me to say. Um, <laughs> also, like, I love that she's like such like a ham. She's oh, yeah. like Elvira. Like her performances show. Like I thought like I like threw out too many jokes per minute. <laughs> 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 She's constant. But yeah, what do we want to give this? Uh, what would we want to give Elvira Mistress of the Dark for gay icons? I'm going to give it an 80 because there's not a ton of different gay icons, but the ones that there are are big. Right. For sure. Yeah, you've got one big one and a bunch of little fun ones. I'll mm-hmm. go 84. 84. Uh, I'll go 85 because Elvira was great. Giving her an average of 83, which is, uh, what are we going to say? We're going to say it's 51 points higher than the chipmunk adventure. That's pretty good in gay icons. (laughs) All right, the next category, the male gaze. And by this would mean how horny is the camera for the male form? Oh, oh, this is not going to score well. But it's not terrible. I will say I like that Elvira is such a horn dog like that's funny sure. to me and she's yes. checking out bob like bob this like yeah lug like she's the one checking him out and like she's ogling his butt and so and i think that's like a fun like i appreciate that you know i feel like in some ways elvira's looking out for us yeah, i agree I, so. I, I wrote bob's hunky but they don't really go for it like i would no. have loved you know how they had a few shots with elvira of like when someone first see here sees her where it's like toe up and a full scan of her just like 
giving you the the calendar, you know, the look. Right. And I would have loved something like that with Bob, like Bob when they're doing right. you know, construction, just coming out and just her being like va 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 boom with Bob, who I thought was like sexy, but not in like a traditional Hollywood way necessarily. You know what I mean? Like he was a little like beefier in a you know in a mm -hmm. good way. And so like I really like that. <laughs> Go on, John. You know what I mean? I, was, <laughs> I have some pictures if you guys want to come over and we can all jerk off together while looking at them. One we all have to be together. Sure. I just have one Polaroid of Bob. But yeah, I really I wish that they had just given a little bit more of that. So it still feels like a family film at heart. So it's not going to go too crazy, although it does have a wild orgy. But even that isn't right. played for like horniness. It, it feels very and I don't mean this negatively, but it feels just very sketch comedy. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it never gets really too deep. It's you know, it sort of stays in one place tonally. And, and so nothing I think, scares yeah. sketch comedians more than actual expressions of earnest sexuality. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> nothing more terrifying mm -hmm. to sketch writers. Uh, so, yeah, what would we give this for the male gaze? How many hunks are we looking at here? Mm, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 70 because 70. I agree. I think I, I do think that it's nice that we're getting from her point of view that she's basically horny for everyone. Yes. Um, that's nice. Although we, I, I deduct points for not getting to see the up and down shot of Bob or like Bob shirtless or Bob really yeah, right? any, doing anything. Bob right. doing anything. <laughs> Just that big speaking. huge neck brace, right? Yeah, I don't need to hear him speaking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will give it uh, 55. 55. Yeah, I'm going to go 46. Give it an average of 57, which is 27 points higher than Resident Evil Apocalypse. So that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. All right, our next category, entrances with pizzazz. Ooh. <laughs> you really perked up at that. Yeah, I mean, like, Elvira okay, well, coming into town is just so, yes. like, everyone's like, Elvira driving this? into town and immediately crashing her car. <laughs> yeah. Great <laughs> entrance. Great entrance. Um, her Rambo mm -hmm. look when she steps out of that yeah. sporting yeah, good store. Her outfit, her outfit change. When she but shows up for the reading Elvira. of the will. Yeah. She has great entrances all around. Yes. Um, entrance after pretty much any time she's in a scene, she enters in, in right. some kind of incredible way. But no, I don't think anybody else, can you think of anybody else in it who has a good down. entrance? The only thing I wrote was that monster in the pot. That... Monster oh, in the yeah. pot is a fantastic, fantastic entrance. Um, also, Robin has a makeover, like a reveal of like a kooky little haircut. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Apparently, they had to add NBC was the producer of the movie, and they <laughs> insisted they add the teenagers to have a, the movie appeal to teenagers. But I guess the writers really would have preferred to focus on like Edie McClurg and like right. the more adult fun <laughs> yeah. Yeah. people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the teens have like half of a storyline, but it's it, it's still delightful. I, do, I thought it was great that her she just is trying to trick <laughs> a bunch of teens into <laughs> building her house for her. Yeah. Yeah. And if you did a deep dive into the IMDb trivia page, which of course I did, uh, Brad Pitt, uh, they were going to cast him, but Elvira said no, because he was so hot that if he was on screen, her character would just be one to sleepy with him and not Bob. So that's why they didn't cast Brad Pitt. Smart. Mm. And then he ended up buying her house 20 years later. Right. Isn't that crazy? You got to read he this did? book. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That's great. Well, what do you want to give the Mistress of the Dark for entrances with pizzazz? Since there are a lot of them, even though it's only one person, I'm going to give it uh, 85. 85. Yeah, I'll go 81. 
81. I'll go 82. Got to give Elvira this. She knows how to stand. She knows how to walk. She knows how to pose. That is the Vegas training right she there. She is poised. Mm-hmm. She knows how to bevel. Show you that leg. Yep. Give you that cleavage. She gets oh, it. She knows. She gets it. All right. Our next category, the Mike Pence anxiety scale. On a scale of zero to 100, how much anxiety would this movie give Mike Pence? I mean, my score is 100. <laughs> he, there's a character in there in the um, a member of the chastity club whose whose wife is like chastising him. It, it looks like he looks like he was modeled yeah. after Mike Pence. Yeah. And it's like a man who calls his wife mother. Yeah. Yeah. That feels Mother's that not Mike allowing Pence this film in the house. No way. No, no, no. Especially when they all have an orgy. Right. I think that scene mm-hmm. would make him most uncomfortable. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty up there. I think the only thing I would dig it for is there's no actual same sex kissing. So I'll give it a 97. 97. Yeah, there's no call me by your name. You might have a bigger problem with that. <laughs> too, real, to <laughs> too real. Too uh, real. I'll give it a 94. Give it an average of 97, okay. which is three points still three points lower than the craft, which got 100. <laughs> All right, I think I can make up some points here too. Hell on heels, and by this we mean feisty ladies. Oh yeah, okay, we're making up for <laughs> lost points here because every yeah. every woman in this Pretty is much, yeah yeah. The main women besides Elvira are Patty, the bowling alley, the yeah, spicy bowling alley lady. Who I get, her role is like she was she until Elvira got into town, she was the hottest lady in town. Yeah, yeah, she had the biggest. I, I think boobs, that's her yeah. role. Yeah, uh, and then Chastity Pariah. Iconic. Iconic. They really, <laughs> as I was watching this, I was like, they really don't make like boob jokes anymore. Like when Elvira, when like <laughs> Patty's like hiding behind a curtain and you see like her boobs pointing, like you can see them behind the curtain. Like they just don't do dumb boob jokes anymore, which I get it. I don't blame anyone. I'm not going right. to write them. But like if a lady wanted, I feel like they don't even happen to like, uh, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a relic, I suppose. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like in this movie, because it is Elvira, you're like, you know, it's Elvira's movie, you know, she's like writing it and like, and that's also just like, she obviously created this character. And she's like, that is the point of this character is to be like, what Bazonga, she's got big body. Tits. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> that's what it's all about. So for me, well, I agree, like, it feels like a relic, but it never feels gross to me. Oh, never. Not at all. Because she's always in total control. She's never yeah. like, yeah, she's always pure confidence and isn't unapologetic for who she is. I was like a little concerned when I started watching it that I was like, oh no, is this going to be one of those things that it didn't age well? And the jokes are pretty, <laughs> pretty silly and, and sexual, yes. but they all age fine. Right? Yeah. There's not, mm-hmm. yeah, there was nothing that I was like, ooh, that's problematic. Unproblematic fave, Elvira, perhaps? <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what do you want to give this for Hell on Heels? Hmm. Hmm. Well, also, we haven't uh, mentioned Pat Crawford, who's Mrs. Meeker, Pat Crawford Brown, who Miss Meeker at the, the hotel. She's great. She's mm-hmm. real hell on heels. I'm going to go ahead and just give it 100. 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go 100 on this one, too. And also the literal heels. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give it 100. Why not? Who cares? <laughs> uh, I'm giving it. That's indeed a, giving it 100, which is the highest we've had since nice. uh, the last seven movies even higher than the craft okay mm. all right our next category chosen families we read this on chosen family there's not too much i would say it's mostly just her no. like more of a maternal figure to the teens but she's not really amassing like 
I mean, there's a way in which I was trying to think for this category of her sort of saying like, look, there's other things. Like she's the, you know, the kids, teenagers at their age are like, oh, there's like, like you could see a midnight movie and laugh at something that's bad. Or like, she's sort of saying like, there are other tribes or other things out there that you maybe haven't explored in this stuffy town. So there's I something about that. I think she contributed like, to other people having chosen families. Although yeah. she just blew through town real exactly. quick. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in the movie itself though, there's not really. No, I'll give it a 30 for that because I, I, it would be nice if she made any friends, but she didn't. We don't even at the end know what happened to Bob. We don't know what happened to the dog. Did she, she went to Vegas? I think that she had to keep the dog. Who knows? I don't think Bob can handle Vegas. It would have been fun if Bob was one of the dancers. I don't know if he can move that quickly. Bob. You can edit around that, Mark. You can do you can you can use some Hollywood magic for that. Yeah, I think the chosen family thing is pretty weak. Although there was the stuff about her great aunt who was like, you're but they were actual family. I'll go 20. Mm -hmm. Uh 20. Yeah, I'll go 17. Given an average of 22.33, which is five points lower than the chipmunk adventure. Ouch. All right, our next category, macabre. How macabre? <laughs> macabre is this movie? Do, is, is this even a debate? It's, it's got to be 100 from everyone. <laughs> right? I would think so. Her, her, her car, car is called the macabre mobile. Yeah. What is it called? Macabre mobile? I think you're right. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it's like cartoon macabre, but it is full macabre. It's like old, like kitschy, like Halloween decorations level of macabre. Like you're not actually like yeah. no one's having nightmares from this. It's movie. definitely like a no. plate of peeled grapes, calling themselves eyeballs, and like yeah. uh, spaghetti for brains. I mean, we have a literal witch burning at the end, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also, Her house they... is also really spooky. Um, but mm -hmm. she also, for some reason, doesn't like it. She's very ungrateful just, for inheriting a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you could sell that and make the fifty thousand dollars you're looking for. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I also liked when they put the dog in the dumpster. I thought that was macabre. Put a little Very dog funny. in a dumpster. She also like throws like worms and leeches on people. Like there's some weird, gross, macabre stuff throughout this whole movie. Absolutely. Sure. Tarred and feathered. She gets tarred and feathered. That's Patty, true. that was too much, I thought. <laughs> yeah, Patty stepped over a line. Yeah, it's too intense. It's like when it carries bullies that lived. Exactly. Yeah, so what do you want to give this for macabre, Lauren? A hundred. A hundred. I'll also give it a hundred. A hundred. Uh, I, since it is so car, I'll give it a 90 because it's not really, it's like <laughs> walking down the aisle at Party City. You're not like chilled sure. <laughs> to the bone, but it's definitely fair, fair. fun. It's, it would be great for a Halloween party just to throw it on, you know? Yeah. Um, well, they got a 96.67, which is 3.34 points higher than Resident Evil Apocalypse. Mm. Makes sense. And that had, um, Nemesis in it. Remember him, John? Yeah. Yes, very dark. All right, our next category, dramatic lighting. Well, we got Uncle Vincent's lair. Yeah, all the okay. every time they cast a spell, there's like lighting going on. Yeah, and that final musical number. That's true. That's very dramatic. But there's not a lot of yeah. crazy. It still looks like a comedy for the most part. Yeah, I feel it has sketch comedy lighting. Sketch there's a comedy, lot of classic sketch there's comedy a, lighting. There's a lot more daytime shots than I was thinking would happen in an Elvira movie. Right. And those are not, yeah, not good lighting for those. No, not at all. So what do you want to give it? I'll give it a 40. 40, tough but fair. I'll give it a 55. 
55. I'll give a, I don't know, uh, 49. <laughs> Given an average of 48, which is 40 points lower than the craft. Oh my God, devastating. Oh but 10 points higher than the house bunny. All right, our next category, vibrato. So for this category, we mean, in addition to literal vibrato, we mean anytime they take a moment, zhuzh it up, give it a little extra, more than it needs, but they give it to you and you'll like it. I mean, she's got so many one-liners that she yes. either yes. is saying directly to camera or yes. Yes. is almost almost saying it to camera. <laughs> yeah. So right. this has to be high. Also, her, just her performance, I would say, is vibrato. It's so hammy and like an old-fashioned, like, vaudeville you know yeah vegas entertainer kind of which it makes sense once you read her book which i read in two days really um huh. yeah you'll learn all about her showgirl background yeah it does feel like sh she could be in like an abbott and costello movie like without Absolutely. really changing her character mm -hmm. at all vincent also a lot of bravado yes yeah definitely yeah he's reciting poems in his basement yeah yeah i don't know i think overall the tone of i mean just the fact that her Edie McClure's character is called Chastity Pariah. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And then there's an orgy scene. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's extra. Like a church. Well, you've thing. convinced me. I'm giving it a hundred. A hundred. Mm -hmm. So vibrato, this is quivering. Mm -hmm. Sending shockwaves through the universe with vibrato. <laughs> I think there is a ton of vibrato. I wish there were other people who were at her level, like pitch-wise. Oh, well, like welcome Vincent. to the club, John. You know what I mean? Like, I wish there had been. I think Vincent was pretty crazy throughout this movie. He's yeah. practically snarling throughout sure, his Sure, but I feel like if it was Vincent Price or someone could have gone like a little bit more, like, I don't know. I just wanted a little bit more from other people, but it's still very vibrato-y. I'm going to go 87. I mean, it's hard when you're, I think when you're a scene partner, Elvira, like, what are exactly. you going to do to stand up? <laughs> stand out. I don't get anyone to look at anything other than her body. You can't. I mean, I'm staring at her breasts the entire time. I'm like, those are, oh. they're hypnotic. They're framed. You they're know. framed. You're meant to. I <laughs> mm -hmm. believe the desired effect. Yes. <laughs> if you were making eye contact with her, she'd be like, but my tits are down here, is what she would say. How dare you? Um, <laughs> well, I gave a 92, got an average of 93, which is four points higher than society. And that movie has the shunting. Mm -hmm. All right. Our next category footwork. Who want to write the footwork in this? There's a bunch of running, but there's also the maniac dance, which I just loved how they're like, of course, there's a dance double. We're not going to actually pretend that she's doing this dance. And that's what I like. That's I always think I love a fake dance double joke. Mm -hmm. I think for this for this movie specifically, it's like, let's have fun with the fact that it is absurd rather than that. Right. But there's I also the it, number at the end, too. Which was a really fun number, I thought. Absolutely. Yeah, there's two musical full musical scenes in the movie mm -hmm. where there's a lot of dancing involved. And I feel like in the chase scene with uh, Vincent, she has a lot of, you know, she falls yeah. in a cemetery. Ah, uh, that's right. What did you think of the dance as a former professional dancer yourself or current? <laughs> I don't want to say former. Maybe that I'm was still rude. available. If anyone's still available a course to... line somewhere, I'm still that ball chain. What did you make of what did you think of the da the dancing, John? Uh, I With thought it was a lot of fun. Eye. I imagine, I wonder if that number that she did at the end is probably like from her act in Vegas. Like they're probably like, oh, let's do this number right here. I think at this point she was doing her act at Knott's Berry Farm. Okay, well, wherever she was doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was like a, a perfect number to open a nightclub act. Very like presentational. Yeah, like here I am, mm -hmm. bands, feathers, this look, a bunch of boys who frame me well. Like it's it's classic. Like she knows what she knows what how to give it to you and she's giving it to you. Phantom of the Opera needed more of that. 
needed more fan dancing? Absolutely, Mark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, it, if it did, then maybe it would also still be the longest running show in Broadway history. But oh, it's knows? long, all right. I feel like I'm still in that audience watching that dancing. <laughs> and the chandelier is still slowly falling. Slowly <laughs> walking to the Oh, I'm shopping. glad to meet a fellow, a fellow hater of that. Of it that. stinks. I, I, it's so boring. <laughs> it's the worst. When you're more interested in like, oh, look how the set changes. When that's mm-hmm. the most interesting thing, you're in trouble. Because that set's only going to change every 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you better buckle up. You're in for the snooze of your life. Good thing you guys didn't invest in that show. We're <laughs> <laughs> not saying it's not successful. We're just saying it stinks. Fair enough. Uh, so what do you want to give this for a footwork? I'm going to give it pretty high. I'm going to give it a 75. 75. Yeah, I'll give it an 80. 80. She's also like, I don't know if she's like the best dancer, but she's like so fun to watch dance. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. to watching her move. It's like, oh, she's having fun. So I'm having fun. That's mm-hmm. the secret. You know, she looks like she's having a great time, but she's it's still work. But she looks like she's I mean, that's the showgirl. I feel like. Yeah, she's very much aware of the angles and what to give you and the look and the shoulders are here. The head is total here. pro. She gets it head to toe. I'm going to give it an 83 because I love a big Vegas style production number. Given an average of 79.33, which is 15 points lower than Resident Evil Apocalypse, which doesn't <laughs> even have a musical number. Oh, All man, right. I should have gone higher. Damn it. <laughs> it's OK. Uh, remember, none of this matters. All right. Finally, the right, last yeah. of the canon categories. Lauren, on a scale of zero to 100, how likely are you to recommend Elvira, Mistress of the Dark to a gay person? Um, uh, hundred. <laughs> I mean, I recommend it to anyone. I, I don't know if I could. I wouldn't recommend it to Mike Pence, but I would recommend it to pretty I much would. everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the first thing I said to him. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. Your hair looks terrible, and you gotta watch Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. <laughs> I like it a lot. I did wish it was like a little funnier or a little tighter, like story-wise, but it's still pretty great for <laughs> what it is. Are we going to Elvira, Mrs. Dark for the tight story and the... <laughs> I, honestly, I thought like, oh, I, I, wished, uh, I wished Mark Rennie had done a pass on the script. I think the jokes would have got a little punchier, a little funnier, a little smarter. Well, um, well now I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it's still great. It's still fun. It still is exactly what you want it to be and what you think yes. it's going to be. But I will give it a 96. Six. 96. Yeah, I think it's pretty great. I'll give it a like it's not peewee level because I think like, oh, if yeah, this was, was directed thinking, by like, Tim Burton, it would have like a whole level of visual flourish. Yeah, probably. But that's a good point. Yeah. I'll give it a 98. I still think like if you haven't seen Elvira Mrs. And it's on like it's one of those movies that's on like every streaming platform seemingly. So it's not hard yeah, to it's, find. It's free. It was free to watch, except yeah. they made me watch a bunch of Chick-fil-A commercials. Oh. That seems rude. <laughs> it, was, it was a little really? rude, but funny that they are giving money, I guess, to they have the, to one of the gayest movies yeah. of all time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it got a 98 in that, which is the highest we've had, which makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Eight points higher than the house bunny, even, which also makes sense. Yeah. All right, now we're into the wheel category. So these are all categories yeah. that previous guests have brought in. We put them on this wheel, which is an app on my phone. So we're going to spin it three times, whatever category randomly pops up. That's how we will judge the movie. Then uh, then it is a queen's choice. So this time it is this week. It's my turn. So I will pick a category from the wheel that hasn't been chosen yet. And then finally, you will come up with a category that we will use to judge this movie and add to the wheel and potentially use to judge future movies. Make sense? Mm -hmm. All righty. He's going to spin it. 
Are you going to check out Elvira's Haunted Hills, which was her follow-up to this one? I do want to see that. Me too. Mm -hmm. Okay, the first one is Form Over Function, which we got from Resident Evil Apocalypse. So it's like a, a moment or time where they do something that's more showy than practical. And somebody, I mean, the she whole carries movie. a bazooka. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she pulled out a bazooka that she fires at a demon, and it doesn't even hurt him. <laughs> right. So. Also, her entire wardrobe, is right? Form exactly. over her entire presence is form exactly. over function. Like it she's doesn't running make... in heels. Yeah. Yeah, also going like on road trips, washing a... a car, and her boobs are getting all into it. Like that's more showy than necessary. Her house makeover feels like form over function, right? Mm -hmm. Giving your poodle a, 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 a mohawk. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. She herself, I'd say, em almost embodies form over function. Yeah, it's more fantasy yeah, than reality. Yeah. So what do you want? What do you want to give this one? We're still zero to hundred here. Hundred. A hundred. Wow. Hundred again. Ooh, I like baby. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Lane to win. I'll give it a 90. <laughs> 90. I'll give it a 90, 91. I don't feel like I ever give a 91. Isn't that interesting? Huh? Um, it's not. Given an average of <laughs> 93.67. And now we are into wheel category number two. Okay. Would Larry Kramer like this movie? Would Larry Kramer like this movie? I think so. I think he would not like, I don't think he would hate it, but I don't, it doesn't seem like something that he would love. Like know, there's no gay to... characters, but I think he would like the like upsetting the status quo, upsetting the sort of stuff. Yeah, the chastity, town. I think he yeah. would like that. Definitely. I think I think yeah, I think he'd like it. I don't think it'd be in his top 10. No, I think, he'd... <laughs> I, think <that's> safe. <laughs> I think that's safe to say, but I think he would. I think he would like it as much as Mike Pence would hate it. Probably true. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think, Lauren? Mm, I'm going to go 50 on this. 50. I'll give it a 65. 65. Uh, I'll give it a, I don't know, I think a 68. Give it an average of 61. And now we are into wheel category number three. Mirror motif. Is there any, um, mo there's not really a, mo is there any moment in a mirror? I think there is Isn't in there? her, I in her dream sequence, is there not, um, a mirror involved where she's like holding a candelabra and like following. Well, that's true. Yeah. She did have a very like, like Charles Dickens candle. Like, was there not a mirror involved with that? I, I can't remember. I think I mean, because I can't remember, it's it not wasn't, a, it's it not wasn't a great sign. Yeah. right. Not a good sign. Even if there was one, if it's not memorable, then it's not, it's not, not Landon. Okay, well, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with twenty with that one because I think it exists, but I don't remember it. Fair enough. Benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I'll give it a fifteen for that. Fifteen. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four, which I feel is very generous for something that doesn't <laughs> exist. <gasps> okay. All right, John. It is host choice. So I am going to pick one from our topsy turvy episode, which was gossip. And I feel like Edie McClure's oh. entire performance is all about gossip. She's the town gossip. There's she a uses, gossip montage. There's a gossip montage. She weaponizes her gossip. So I think to me, I think this movie has a lot of like buzz, 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 pick a little, talk a little gossip. And so that's I the also like in like that choose. gossip montage, they just sped up the gossip. So it's <laughs> you can <laughs> yep. hear it. Yeah. Which was <laughs> funny though. And at the end of that montage, 
Edie McClure just turns to the camera very smug and satisfied in the most beautiful uh, face work. <laughs> it's so delightful. If you want a good laugh, check out her one scene in Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. So you can watch it on YouTube pretty easily. She's pretty mm. great in that. So what do you want to give this for gossip, Lauren? Mm. It's, a kind of like the, it's, a, it's a small town, so it's insinuated that there's gossip all the time. There's a morality club. They're talking behind mm. her back. They're burning mm. her at the stake. It's going to be a high score for me. I'm going to go 85. Anytime you have somebody being burned at the stake, you got to say, up oh, there was gossip. That was gossip. gossip. Wasn't facts. Like Babylon, uh, that's gossip. <laughs> I'm going to go 94. 94. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's almost, uh, it's pretty gossip fueled. Given an average of, I'll give it a 96. Given an average of 91.67. All right, Lauren, the time has come for you to come up with a category that we can use to judge Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and then all future movies on how gay they are. Oh gosh, that's hard. Okay, hold on. I, I wrote down so many gay things that happened in Please. this movie that I'm trying to your copious notes. Yeah, I did take copious notes. Um well that's the writer in you. Mm. It's true. A bubble bath scene. Is there a bubble <laughs> bath scene? And extra points if they're having a fit. A fit in a bubble bath? Yes. <laughs> Did somebody have a fit in a bubble bath in this? Yes. Mm -hmm. Elvira did, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She had a big fit in a bubble bath. <laughs> so, and you think for a fit in a bubble bath, I would say, yeah. Because I think, like, makes, yeah. I don't yeah. remember there being like a bubble bath in like the most straightest of movies. Correct. Yeah. No. Not at all. I mean, that's also like every phone party is a fit I think, in a bubble honestly, bath. Honestly, any, go. yeah. There's, I feel like a lot of, there's a lot of good camping movies with it, like a little sexy bubble bath scene. Sure. But, yeah. But uh, a bubble bath scene in which someone is screaming about getting revenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you wouldn't think that'd be a place for like plotting or like, you know, right. it's, meant to, <laughs> it's where you, it's like where Calgon's supposed to take you away. No, but it's but it's but to have yes a sort of dark. I love that a fit in a bubble bath. I think that's mm -hmm. great. I think that's great. So what would you give Elvira Mistress of the Dark for fit in a bubble bath? Yeah, hundred. A hundred. <laughs> yeah, I mean you got to. I'll go hundred. It's a well. hundred or zero. Like you can right? have one or not. <laughs> and I can't imagine a movie would have a scene with more than one fit in a bubble bath, and that's just like someone. I mean, maybe the next movie yeah. I write. Hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bubble bath bandit. Sell it in the room. If you want to sell it in the room, you got to have several <laughs> emotional breakdowns in a bubble bath. Uh, I'll also give it a hundred. And I believe with our drought, I think baths use less water than showers. Mm -hmm. Probably, yeah. So if you want to be watering about it, drought conscious, take bubble baths. All right, now we're into the bonus categories. So these categories, as the name implies, are bonus. So if it doesn't do well in any of these categories, it's not going to work against the movie. So we're just going to be zero to 10 and it's going to be percentage bonus points off of that. Okay. All right. The first one is musical potential. Could they make a musical out of this? Uh, they, I mean, ha like a quarter of the movie is a musical. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> 10. I don't think this quite because if if it's a pure musical, we flip this category to how good are their songs. But I don't think we should. Oh, this I think is not should, a no, no, this yeah, is not this that. is not a pure musical. There's no overture. No. There's no overture. There's two numbers. And also they're very presented as numbers that people are like they're diagenic, which means like, oh, we are seeing her do this Vegas number or we are seeing her do this number from Flashdance. It's not like yeah, saying there's no suspending disbelief. Yeah, she's not like she walking out that. into the graveyard and singing about her hopes and dreams. That doesn't so would you say the, what about the movie once though? That's all diegetic and that's a musical. 
Yeah, but it sort of goes a little. I I think I think it can still be a musical if it's that. But I think this one, especially to me, is like it's it not. has two numbers that are presentational. And it's also watching this, you're like, oh, this is this is just basically two Wong Fu. Yeah, but just with a quicker, better pace and um, mm -hmm. better. I would say. <laughs> sure, <laughs> the movie. Um, I think this is truly like a stranger comes to town, changes everyone's yeah, lives, perfect. leaves. That's mm -hmm. yeah. isn't that the Music Man? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so what do you want to give it, Lauren? Did you say? Ten. A ten. A ten. Uh, I will also go ten because watching it, I was thinking about like, oh, we should do this. Someone should do this. Mm -hmm. And you could do it's, it with original music or you could do it with, uh, you know, pop pop songs that already exist. I think it's a great it, idea. But it is hard not to do it without the real Elvira, I think. I But I think this is one of those ones where you could do it. Like, obviously, it would be better to have Cassandra, but like the Elvira look is so iconic. It's so clear. It's like, and I was thinking, I know, too, like, does she have a lot of different dresses? Because like, because also like, it's also like her dresses are all black. I agree with what you're right. saying. Like, it would be, you would want to see it if someone were to do it, you'd want to see it with her. But I also think if someone had a great voice and you just had a great like wardrobe department to really just capture that. I look, know, but there's more to okay. Elvira than just the look, though. It is like that hamminess to me is like half of it. Sure, I think you could still find actresses who could do that, or a drag queen. I mean, like you could go that way with it. I would see it. I oh, definitely, I'm gonna see it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I think this is something that does you. I yes, I agree. You would ideally want to see her, but if you had a great actress playing, or, you know, actor or whoever playing Elvira, it'd still be great and fun, and you would. A Judy Dench. Yes, a Judy Dench. That Judy Wench. Mm. Where's drag that drag queen? There you go. Mm. All right, our next category. I think you'll do here well in this category. Queer menace. Is there a queer menace who like comes to town and shakes and everyone's afraid yes. of them and like shakes yeah. everything up, but we love them? <laughs> Is there any character like that in this? I don't consider her. I mean, she's a hero. Can a hero also be a menace? Is that well, a menace is like the town looks at them yeah. scary, but we're really oh, they come in yeah. and we're like. Yeah, oh, yeah, who is this? Who's what is this other coming into our town and threatening everything? Yeah, that's the whole point of the movie. That is Absolutely. the entire point of tens the movie. across the board for me. I, I will give it a 10 as well for this one. Me too. I'm also oh gonna goodness. give it a 10. Good for you, Elvira. Giving it a 10, which is the highest we've had. The next highest was the chipmunk adventure, which had an <laughs> eight. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. They are menaces. Oh, actually, it was the craft, which had a 9.33. Mm -hmm. So this is even higher than the craft. Could Elvira take down the crafts? I think so. With that book, yeah. Watch, With that that's book all I know. She's got a familiar. She's gonna rip all their shirts off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. The next uh, category: character actress makes a big swing. Wasn't Elvira constantly making big swings? I feel like. Yeah, I think the whole character is a big swing. I think all the women, all the actresses yeah. in this movie, make you know again. Pat Crawford Brown, the hotel manager, she's big. Edie McClurg yeah. is big. Patsy. Um, Patsy's big. There's that little old lady who like, come on, stud, let boogie. Yeah. <laughs> Love yeah. her. Yeah, she's everybody. I, maybe some of the teens are a little shy, but that's like, the, the, little, those are literally the only people I can think of that aren't making one daughter, yeah. choice. Yeah. And the one boy from Dream Warriors is in it. Yeah. Not that a character actress, but he is in it. No, but I was just thinking of the teens. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what would you give this for character actress makes a big swing? I'm gonna go nine. Nine. I'm gonna go. Well, here's the thing. In the past, Mark, you will sometimes be critical of the fact that, like, but isn't that what Edie McClurk always does? Is this a big swing like, for not her? Out of her, out of it's her. It's not out of zones. her what she's doing. It's not like 
oh, you've never seen them like this before. Right. This is exactly, this is almost Edie McClurg in her purest form. Exactly. It's like she came in, that was her first take, and they're like, perfect. Nope, no, no notes. We'll just do yeah, that. What, what are you going to say to Edie McClurg? But I still think it's a lot of big swings and it's really fun. So I'll go seven. Seven. And I'm going to thread that needle and give it an eight. Give it an average of eight. Ta da. There we go. And I think you make up some points here, too. This next category, witches. How witchy is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? I mean, for the first half of the movie, not that witchy, but not that witchy. She really no. comes in her own. It really becomes witchy. She finds mm -hmm. out she's from a line of witches, essentially. Mm -hmm. And she's burned at trying to, they try to burn her at the stake. It's pretty dang witchy. Mm -hmm. Casting spells. Casting spells left and right. Creating weird monsters in pots. It's pretty mm -hmm. witchy. Yeah. Like casting a spell on the town to make them horny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then wow. we see the flashback of Morgana, her grandmother her great yes. aunt i think it was. No, her, her great, great aunt. aunt yeah sure i'm gonna uh, yes. go nine only because i'm only deducting a point because the witchery doesn't come until a little late i see fair enough yeah i will give it an eight for that reason as well an eight uh i'll give it a nine give an average of 8.67 all right our next category gay actors playing gay roles hmm you don't have any real gay roles, unfortunately. Not really. No, not overtly. There and are some gay actors, but none of them are playing gay roles. Absolutely. Yeah. This is very hard for any. The last six movies, the highest one has been a 0.67%. So this what, is a tough one. This is a tough one, but it's good, again, about the bonus categories. If it doesn't do well, it doesn't work against the overall so score. Quit freaking so out, Lauren. I'm, you're like <laughs> trashing your room right I'm now, upset. throwing pictures off the wall. You're Furious. in a bubble bath. You're <laughs> having a fit. I'm having a fit in a bubble bath. Um, yeah, zero, unfortunately. Zero. Yeah, I'm also going to go zero. I, too, will give it a zero. Give it an average of zero. All right, our next category, themes of mothers. Well, she finds out like her mother, well, she comes from a line of witches. She finds that out. And I think she's sort of uh, the teeniest, tiniest bit of maternal figure too. To the teens. To Robin. I almost the thought she was more like a cool aunt. Definitely that. More of yeah, an auntie Yeah, maybe not maternal. That's she's not like giving advice. This is the new auntie Mame. That's how they need to reboot Mame. M-A-I-M. <laughs> there you go. I'll give it a one. A one. Yeah, I'll do one as well. One. If it was themes of great aunts, it would do well. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'll give it a one. All right. Our next one. Drinks thrown in faces. There, uh, it's not a drink, but it is liquidy. Uh, a, a jar full of leeches. There's that. <laughs> sure. So beers, beers were poured in laps. That also counts, I think. <laughs> sure. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. It's like a lateral move. Sure. <laughs> It has that well, energy, but no, no one actually gets a drink thrown in their face. Still going to give it a three because there's yeah. three instances of things being thrown, like sure. liquids yeah. being thrown. <laughs> At another person. I'll give it a four for that. Four. Uh, I'll give it a three. Give it an average of 3.33, tying it with the craft. All right, now this is the last of the bonus categories. Quips. How quippy is Elvira, <laughs> Mistress of the Dark. I mean, it'd be easier to count lines that aren't quips. Yeah, yes. that aren't one-liners. Those are the outliers. Mm -hmm. It's mostly quips. I stopped writing them down <laughs> after yeah. five minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, they're not all the best, but they're- Not but, at all. But because no. there's so many, there's a, there's quite a few that land. 
eventually you get worn down and even the ones that don't land, you're like, well, it's fun that you put one in. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're trying. Must have been a fun yeah. room for all the pitches when that was Absolutely. Happening. I think my favorite one is when the real estate agent is going around her house to potentially sell her house and he gets too horny for her. Um, yeah. and, and he can't sell the house for her. <laughs> she kicks him out and she says, um, I was six inches away from selling this place. And I was like, great. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one. I don't know if you count this as quip, but it was shocking when I heard it was when Edie McClurg during the orgy says, is this face taken? That was, Oh, yeah. that was great. That was that one wild. Was... <laughs> that one still hits you had to pause and go great. outside and get some Ooh, fresh air yeah <laughs> like my god that's where the pg-13 came from there you go so 10 for 10 for this category for yeah, me yeah i'm gonna give it a nine just because i think there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of duds in there uh a nine um i'll give it a i gotta give it a 9.5 because i was thinking like adam's family value i feel like that's pretty dud free yeah and that too yeah. is constant quips. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give it nine. Give it a nine point five, which is the highest, which is six points higher than the craft. Okay. Craft, not All very right. quippy. And then second to last group of categories. Now we're into the iconic categories. These categories are sort of larger umbrella categories, and we're back to zero to a hundred. All right. The first one is homoeroticism. How homoerotic is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? I'd say it's not really homoerotic. No, there's the cat fight, and that's really the only. It's not even that good of a cat fight. Um, No, yeah, they're not even in the rain. Like weird, goofy fun with all the young boys. You know, excuse me. There could be a little bit like, oh well, we're (laughs) Uncle John's here for weird, goofy fun. (laughs) (laughs) You guys seem tense. You want to start a massage circle? I got Mario Kart at my house. You want to come over? Got some Mike's hard lemonade. John, that's disgusting. Good thing I, I do appreciate an older uh, woman being horny for men. Like, that's fun. Like, almost as a... Right. But it's hetero erotic. Yeah, I know. But I'm just like, well, that's something you don't really see in movies, though. Like, a woman, like, <laughs> going goo-goo-gaga mm-hmm. over guys. Like, that doesn't happen that much. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. a woman with There's a There's not enough goo-goo-gaga in movies today. You're right, <laughs> you know? Mark. Definitely. Yeah. So what do you want to give for homoeroticism? Mm, I'm going to give it a two. A two out of a hundred? Oh, out of 100. Oh, we're back to 100. Yeah. yeah. Um, A 20. 20. <laughs> you did that math very quickly. Uh, very thank quickly. you so much. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go 10. 10. I'll go 12. That's pretty low. Give an average of 14, which is still 10 points higher than Resident Evil Apocalypse. So that's pretty good. All right. Our next one. Drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Elvira <laughs> Mistress of the Dark and come away with a whole book of ideas? Hmm. I would say absolutely. I mean, I think just Elvira herself is such, there's such a, like, dra- would Dragula exist without Elvira? Right. Would, like, so many drag queens, uh, she is so, she's, I would say she's not someone who, like, every drag queen loves, but there's, like, a, a significant number of drag queens who are very profoundly inspired by her. And also, Elvira wouldn't exist without drag queens. Because that's Probably how she, not, like, yeah. came up, surrounded by, like, gay men. And she was on, like, a, she did, was in, like, a traveling show with, like, four gay men, where they, like, in the 70s, where they go to, like, Provincetown for two weeks in the summer and put on, a, like, five oh, shows yeah. a week. And so she's just yeah. been, and, like, a gay man helped come up with the makeup. And that's who the movie's uh-huh, dedicated yeah. to at the end. Mm-hmm. Mark, how do you know all this? Or did you? Well, I read something? her book in two days. It what? took me two days to read That's that book. That's impressive, mm-hmm. Mark. Well, I don't wow. like to, to my horn. You don't want to linger. Yeah, yeah. 
You have bad short-term memory, so you have to read things fast or it just goes out of your head. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, as we mentioned before, that drag baby. That drag baby is pretty great. That drag baby. (laughs) Truly one of the funniest reveals. Also, like, how do you get that? baby not to mess up their face because babies are always touching their faces that's why they wear mittens so they that don't maybe look themselves. a little drugged i gotta be honest they probably that had little... the baby maybe it was in a cone before shooting then they took the cone off and then babies love <laughs> yeah <laughs> also i think also you could get patty has a really fun like retro 60s look and chastity yeah. pariah is incredible yeah. yeah a lot of like church lady looks and then her rambo look Mm-hmm. She's got yeah. a fun different. She's got an array of fun different outfits. This is a, this Definitely. is gonna be a hundred from me. A hundred. I'm gonna go ninety five. Ninety five. Also, not just the looks, but like her like performance is like, yeah, this is what you should be doing in the acting yeah. challenges. <laughs> yeah. Do I what Elva like the little doing. The, in the final number. She has that little rap verse, which at first I was like, oh yeah. no, I'm about oh, to no. cringe hard. Yeah. But I was like, this isn't that different than any musical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> except this is maybe a song i would listen to more than once Mm -hmm. maybe i'll give it 100 i mean it's elvira for god's sake given an average of 98.33 which is indeed the highest which is it's 2.33 points higher than the emperor's new groove okay all right and then finally the last in the iconic categories camp factor how campy is elvira (laughs) mistress of the dark i mean it's campy pretty damn campy there's not much that's grounded in this movie. Yeah, I don't think you can get much campier unless they were at <laughs> camp. Like right. this was Elvira goes to camp. If Elvira oh, was, I would, at the movie was I like watch. A born as male and it was drag, like literal, like old school drag definition. But sure, but what she's doing is drag. Absolutely. Yeah, I I, th- I almost think Chastity Pariah is more camp than Elvira. <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of definitely, like yeah, two sides of the same coin in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, <laughs> they're yes. perfect foils for each other in that way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go 98 because not every single character is camp, but that's true. Yeah, like Bob, so could be, much of it is could have amped up Bob. Yeah, I'll go 97. Yeah, Bob should have accidentally always like been like, oh, my shirt's wet. I gotta take it off. You know what I mean? All <laughs> yeah, Bob, Bob could have been. Mm-hmm. They could have punched Bob up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, all right, I got a quick list of campy things I noticed. Here we go. The New World Pictures logo, 50s B movie. That groundling training really comes out when Elvira crosses her eyes while sneezing. Superfluous <laughs> wolf howl sound effects, having goons, a poodle makeover, getting smacked in the butt with a piece of loose flooring, a horny house makeover montage, sped up gossip, edible panties, a little dog casting a big shadow, rooms hidden behind bookcases, referencing flash stance, the pick and save orphanage, tic tac pie, a whole town getting horny a mouse and leather fetish gear girl scouts toasting marshmallows at a witch burning magical jewelry getting impaled with a stiletto heel using your big boobs to break open a gate and finally spinning tassels off your boobs Great. Uh, all right i'm gonna give it a i'll give it a 98 give an average of 97.67 which is the highest of the okay. last seven movies in camp all righty finally we're into the crown jewel. So these final categories, we don't rate. We all say whether we think it gets it or not. So it's sort of we're voting okay. yes or no. All right. The first one, a 15% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. I don't think there is one. Well, yeah, could I, you say Elvira okay, Cassandra Peterson herself is a positive portrayal of homosexuality? 
as I a gay person doing her thing. I mean, I think gave, if you're watching it now, but back then, back then, and also know. she's she is masquerading as someone who's horny for guys and as someone who is like, if she it's was like acting, Alba, John, right? But she's, I'm not saying what she's doing is homophobic or bad, but she's not saying, oh, I'm the Elvira for women. You know what I mean? Sure. But like Cassandra Peterson as herself is a positive gay role model, is she not? And here's her movie. I agree with that. I agree with that, but I don't think like that we that gave fifth element for points for John Paul Gaultier. But did it win mm-hmm. in this this category? I think it did. Oh, but that also had that had other things too. That had what's his name? Um, Chris Tucker character, Chris Tucker. But he was like, very like supposed to be. He seemed like a gay character. I don't think this movie gets it. I agree with all the things you're saying, but I don't think that that qualifies this movie for a bonus for positive portrayal of homosexuality. What do you think, Lauren? You're the type. Uh, of I'm going to have to agree with John. I don't. I don't think there's any character that's gay enough in the movie for that to, <laughs> for it to qualify. Well, there goes its GLAD award. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, negative fifty percent of all the points. If this is the movie Boat Trip, this is not the movie Boat Trip, so it will not lose fifty percent of its points. All right, Lauren, that's it. We're done. We have gone, gone through, through it all. So uh, now. Now, how do you think? Are you still thinking it's going to be uh, up there with Rocky Horror between Rocky Horror and the Lost I Boys? I think it's going to be above the craft. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And I think it's going to be below Rocky Horror. All right. Okay. Okay. Mark, I will tell let you. Us know. I will tell you exactly how it did. Out of a total possible 2,739.32 points, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, has scored 2,203.32 points. Giving it a percentage of 80.43, making it the 13th gayest movie ever, a perfect number. Not as gay as Conan the Barbarian, but gayer than the Ten Commandments, and also not as gay as The Craft, which has an 84.20, which is a 3.8 percentage point difference. Damn. So, but wow. it's gayer than society. It is gayer than society in so many ways. It's, <laughs> so it's, it's in our top five. It's in our, our top five, absolutely. Okay. That's so pretty good. Congratulations, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> it means so much to me. Also, com- I commend you for your math skills. I'm genuinely impressed. It's all a spreadsheet <laughs> doing it. I'm not <laughs> adding up anything. There's no abacus off screen. There's no, no abacus. Uh, but I think, yeah, and I love that it's the 13th one. That feels really appropriate. That feels nice. Great. Yeah. That feels great. So we nailed it on that. <laughs> but only if we if we only gave it that 15% bonus, it might have beaten the craft. But that was your choice. Damn. Um, <laughs> well, what a fun movie to talk what a great about. Thing, yeah. Is there anything on your list we didn't get to? Um, I don't think so. I did. I I just want to mention um her the moment where she turns this deja vu into camera. I just really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Nobody funny. turns to camera anymore unless it's like a uh, house. Deja of cards. vu. It felt yeah. very <laughs> sex in the city, but it was also directly oh. to camera. Great. It Great felt moment. very sex in the city, but funny. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lauren, is at this point, is there anything you like to plug, promote, or shill for? At this time, um, just you know, you can watch uh, Comedy Bang Bang and Wrecked. Uh, you can watch Comedy Bang Bang on Netflix, Wrecked on HBO Max, and uh, Bless the Hearts on whatever the Fox app is. Hulu? <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble. So you have like a royal flush a bit of uh, streaming All the streamers, opportunities. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, yes, I'm egotting the streamers. Very congrats. Thank you. <laughs> 
Uh, well, what a fun choice. Uh, delightful guest. Thank you so much. Yes. And we'll be, be right back. back. We're back. Fun. That was a real treat. So few horror comedies. That's true. It's funny. Years ago, I uh, co-wrote a musical parody of Hocus Pocus, and I was talking with. We were fortunate enough. Bruce Valange came and saw it one night, and he was he did a pass at the script. I don't know if he's like officially credited, but he was one of the writers. And we were talking about the movie and like how successful it was. And he said one of the reasons why he thinks it's so successful is that it's one of the few Halloween movies that a family can watch. Sure. That most of them are so, you know, just more violent and slashery and stuff, which makes sense. And those are great and fun, too. But there's not a lot of like Halloween content that is family friendly or sort of goofy. Sure. I, guess, I mean, but if Hocus Pocus was yeah. kind of a slog, right? <laughs> Don't disagree. But, you know, I guess that there's also a lot of horror comedies that are not appropriate for families. Right. That are still very violent and stuff. Yeah. But I was a kid. I watched everything as a kid. Kids are fine. <laughs> it depends on the kid, too. <laughs> yeah. Look at you, no scars at all. Nothing. Well, not. I never had nightmares. I think I never had nightmares or was disturbed by them as a kid. So my parents were like, oh, he's fine. All right. <laughs> He'll let us know if this is a problem. Well, I was reading like Stephen King. Like we didn't have back in our day, we didn't have like young adult. Like you, I went from Judy Bloom to like Stephen King. I was like reading Stephen <laughs> King when I was like twelve in junior high. When I probably shouldn't yeah. have been. Um, but I loved it. I would just tear right through him. Yeah. Well, he's real easy to read. Like, I don't mean that in a dismissive way. How like, dare you? He's very compelling read. There's page Speaking term. of compelling read, we on. got an email. This is from uh, one of our listeners, Josh. And Josh, the title is Love, Love, Love You Guys. Josh well, says, Dear you, John Josh. and Mark, you guys are hilarious. If it were 15 years ago, I'd have Eat Shit Meet Me in St. Louis as my MySpace headline. Oh. Absolutely love your episode on my personal favorite movie of all time, Clue. And I hope your guest recovered from his hangover or whatever. Also, I just listened to the Showgirls episode. It really made me appreciate the revamped complex and Byzantine scoring system and guess Jeff Hiller's justly attempted, though ultimately thwarted takedown of the Muppets and their arbitrary felt category that not even Wendy Torrance could live up to was mm. rather delightful. Thank you sincerely for keeping us laughing. Very gay American living in Korea. John. Oh. Well, thank you, John. That's, our, that's we our, made it our Korea downloads. are coming Exactly. From. Wonderful. Thank you, John. It is fun to watch. I mean, I haven't listened to an old episode in a long time <laughs> ever. <laughs> Why sure, sure. I lived it. But uh, the scoring system used to be less complex, but longer. Well, right, because it was all of the categories for it. Then it just became we like, didn't these have episodes bonus. are becoming two hours. Yeah, the wheel. unwieldy. Mm -hmm. But thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so nice. I don't know how gay Showgirls is. Like, there's not a lot of homoeroticism, but it's like there's, camp and There's definitely fashion. lesbian homoeroticism in it. There's but it's definitely it. for men. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Right. It's not. I mean, it's. I don't know if like if it would be top 10 if we were to judge it on this new system. I would probably I mean, don't think it wheel. would be. Who knows? Yeah. Get to that at all. Who knows? That fickle wheel. That wheel really plays a, a potent part in a, where a movie ends up. Yeah. Speaking of potent, you can follow us on Twitter and oh. Instagram at two old queens, TWO old queens. Follow me on Letterboxd where I maintain the current movie rankings. Yes. And you can email us at two old queens, TWO old queens at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, what you like. Have we got anything wrong? You've any fun stories? If you've read the Elvira book, did it take you more than two days? Let us know. Uh, we also have merch. If you go to T Public and search for two old queens, there's a lot of fun stuff you can buy for yourself and your loved ones. And a percentage of all the proceeds goes to the Okra Project. So, uh, you're not just buying merch, you are helping people out. 
And finally, we also have a Patreon, Tool Queens, the retirement plan. Go over there for $5 a month. You get extra episodes. And right now we are going through all of the Child's Play movies. So you can join us in discovering what is the gayest in the Child's Play universe. And we'll see you next time for the final five cold screens where we're going to gaze upon Jennifer's body. Ooh, can't wait. A Diablo Cody joint. Oh, nice. Um, all right. So that's on streaming on Criterion Channel, you snobs. <laughs> uh, so check that out for next week. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.